Ben Myers made his choice, and it's not the Minnesota Wilds. Plus, Ryan Hartman gets Venmoed for his bird flip to Evander Kane. And the Wild are going to need to do some roster juggling as they take on the Dallas Stars. All that and more today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Lockdown Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we react to the news that Ben Myers has made his decision to sign not with the Minnesota Wild. We look at reasons that uh, a couple of players recently have elected to sign elsewhere as opposed to go to the Wild. We'll also discuss the fallout from Ryan Hartman being fined for uh, giving Evander Kane the business during uh, the game against the Oilers and how Minnesota Wild fans responded uh, in earnest to uh, that news. And we'll get you ready for tonight's matchup against the Dallas Stars, a lineup juggle for the Minnesota Wild. We'll talk about what we could potentially see in terms of some line changes here uh, for this one tonight. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, your veteran captain of the show, uh, a Minnesota sports fan through and through with well over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota teams and well past that in terms of rooting for your favorite Minnesota sports teams and now running Locked on Wild. So uh, happy to have you along for a Thursday edition of the show. And we'll start with the A topic because uh, it was rumored that uh, the Wild might be one of the uh, potential final teams for Mr. Ben Myers, and uh, what a story that would be. Uh, Unfortunately, though, he's going to a rival. Myers signed uh, his two-year entry-level contract with the Colorado Avalanche, um, and he will be available immediately if his first year of the contract is burned. He is not, however, eligible for the playoffs. And so now we can add a couple of uh, frustrating ones uh, to this list of recent players who have um, elected to go elsewhere as opposed to signing with the Minnesota Wild. Now, Jack McBain's situation was a little different because the Wild had control of his rights. He just did not uh, want to sign with the team and so the Wild training him to Arizona for a second-round pick. And uh, Myers, a, uh, a college free agent that uh, the Wild could have signed, that any team could have signed, uh, but uh, Myers opting to go to the Colorado Avalanche. And we're seeing this happen with these guys, with these types of names, because of the current roster construction for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, obviously with McBain... Going to Arizona, he's got a legitimate chance with as bad as the Coyotes are. He's got a legitimate chance to make it to the uh, the roster um, by the end of the season. So that obviously was a huge point 
of emphasis for him was trying to get to the NHL as quickly as possible. Now, if he sticks there, that's uh, yet to be seen. Uh, but he wanted to go to a team that gives him the best opportunity to make that quick rise into the NHL. So that was that was the reason that uh, McBain elected to, uh, amongst other things, to go to Arizona. And now with Ben Myers, you, you look at some of the uh, factors that led to him electing to uh, to sign um, with Colorado over the Wild, amongst other teams. Uh, and first and foremost, uh, it sounds as though the interview went very well, uh, went and met with uh, some of the uh, executives for the Avalanche and uh, liked what he saw and so decided at that point that um, Colorado would be a spot he'd like to go. Um, you look at fit, too. And looking at the Colorado Avalanche, looking at their roster, um, there is a very legitimate chance that uh, next year Myers is going to have a chance to um, at least fight for a uh, spot on the roster because you look at the breakdown of uh, some of the moves that the uh, Avalanche are going to have to make. Obviously, you've got McKinnon not going anywhere. But you've got uh, Nazem Kadri, who is uh, a free agent at the end of the season and is expected to command top dollar on the free agent market. So you could have his center spot open. You could have uh, Nico Sturm as well, whose center spot is open. And then beyond that, you have just a bunch of names. For instance, you've got uh, Alex Newhook, um, that could potentially take a center spot. Um, you've got a couple of other names of players who could contend for uh, center spots on that Avalanche team, but you know there's a legitimate chance that Myers could play himself into a center role as early as next year. You look at the Wilds depth chart. You've got Ryan Hartman, who is locked in for the next couple of seasons and is probably not going anywhere considering the uh, constraints the Wild have with the salary cap coming up and the fact that he is signed into an extremely team-friendly deal. He's probably not going anywhere. you got Jewel Eriksson Eck, who is uh, locked into an extension as well uh, of eight years, and so he's probably not going anywhere either. That leaves you with Tyson Jost, who the, uh, the Wild acquired for Nico Sturm. He is signed for next year as well. You got Freddie Goudreau, who is signed for next year as well, uh, currently centering the Fiala line. So you got all of your center spots theoretically penciled in for next season. And who do you have waiting in the wings? You got Marco Rossi, who could potentially take one of those spots if the Wild makes some moves in the offseason. Rossi could potentially just slide right in to uh, one of those spots. And so um, it, it just, if anything, we, and, and not to say that Ben Myers couldn't help. He, he certainly could. But if anything, it just shows that the Wild have a very clear plan at the center spot. Uh, at least with those uh, those four guys on the roster, 
and with the uh, the guy waiting in Marco Rossi in Iowa, you've got a waiting list essentially for when you could potentially make your impact on the NHL roster. So that certainly factors into the decision making of some of these guys that have, you know, and whether I, I'm not sure how much of a finalist the Wild were for Ben Myers. Obviously, with him being, you know, a a Gopher alum. That uh, that certainly you would hope weighs in, but the the Wild are going to run into this, and yes, those guys Jack McBain and uh, Ben Myers would certainly help this roster when they are ready and down the line a little bit. But as the wa- roster is currently constructed, really isn't a whole lot of room for uh, for those types of guys now. When the time comes to where some spots open up, there will be other free agents and other college prospects that will be available to potentially slide in. And so that'll be something that Bill Guerin needs to keep an eye on and uh, and see if that's a route that he could go. Um, when that process becomes more appealing to the Minnesota Wild. So ultimately, would be nice to uh, to have had a guy like Ben Myers on the roster, but at the end of the day, really isn't a spot to put him. And there, I'm sure, were other factors that led to him going to the Avalanche. It just one of us now with a rival. Not uh, not what you like to see, but nonetheless, um, it, it's it's going to be interesting as you know we move further away from the college hockey season to see more of these types of players at the end of the day, it all depends on what the wild do in the off season with their roster. If they stay pretty set at the center position, or if they try to shake things up to uh, maybe give them a chance to um, freshen the roster a little bit as, as if it needs it rosters doing just fine. Um, We are going to shift gears a little bit and talk about, one of the most interesting byproducts of uh, the Wilds' win against the Oilers that had nothing to do with, um, well, not a lot to do with on the ice. Um, But it does have a tie-in to what happened on the ice. We'll talk about how Ryan Hartman uh, came to the Venmo scene next here on Locked on Wilds. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news this season, including this year's NBA playoffs, the start of the Major League Baseball season, and the NHL's push to the Stanley Cup playoffs. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and much more. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find all that and more at BetOnline, where the game starts. The Lockdown Wild podcast is supported in part by Jake Danielson with First Class Mortgage. First Class Mortgage is your friendly local mortgage company in Maple Grove, Minnesota. If you're looking to purchase a new home, cabin, or investment property in Minnesota, Wisconsin, South Dakota, or Florida, give Jake a call today. Plus, if you're a homeowner, now is still a great time for a quick refinance review 
to see what options are available to help tap into your equity and fund those home improvement projects, consolidate debts, or put cash in your hand. Contact Jake again for details. First Class Mortgage is a local family-owned lender, and the best part about it is that Jake does the shopping for you to find competitive rates and programs for all of your home financing needs. With over 700 five-star reviews, Jake at First Class Mortgage will be sure to deliver first-class experience and service for any of your home purchase or refinance needs. Best of all, Jake is a born-here Minnesota and Minnesota sports fan who would be honored to be your mortgage guy too. Contact Jake for a no-cost obligation mortgage review at 763-416-6789 or email jake at firstclasscorp.com. Again, 763-416-6789. Make sure to mention Locked On Wild to receive a credit towards a free appraisal. Go Wild, call 763-416-6789 today. Some restrictions do apply. First Class Mortgage is NMLS number 322842. Jake's NMLS is 202-5218. This is not an agreement to lock into an interest rate under Minnesota law. First Class Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. Just as a reminder, Locked on Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. For your second listen today, make sure to head over to Locked on Sports Minnesota to check out the Ron Johnson Show and what else is going on with Locked on Sports Minnesota. Plenty of great shows for you to enjoy as we uh, further build from within with the Locked On Sports Minnesota brand. Evander Kane had himself a night against the Minnesota Wild in the win for the Wild against the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Kane coming in to uh, try to start some fun with Kirill Kaprizov ended up essentially trying to fight the entire Wild roster on the ice at that point. Uh, Had some interesting comments after the game in which saying basically he could take the entire five players that were trying to kind of hold him back. And if not for the heroic efforts of the line judge to uh, keep him in check, that he probably would have tried. He would have liked to have gotten loose, as uh, he said, after the game, Ryan Hartman fired back and in true Ryan Hartman fashion was like, you know, that's that's what some of those uh, littler guys, those fake tough guys, that's that's what they tend to say, you know, in situations like that is that, you know, oh, the line judge is holding me back. Anyway, um, Ryan Hartman, not a huge fan of the play and uh, let Evander Kane know by uh, flipping him the bird, which was caught on camera on national TV and everybody got to see it. It was gift like crazy. If you missed it, head to Twitter. You'll, you'll find it anywhere. And uh, Hartman was fined for that incident by the NHL Uh, a little over four grand. I believe it was something like $4,200 uh, that Hartman was fined, and uh, according to him, fined $4,250 um, for the gesture directed at Evander Kane. As Ryan Hartman said, well worth it. 
we we love to see that too. By the way, when uh, when wild players get fined and they're like, "Oh yeah, totally worth it." It's like, okay, okay, I see you. Um, somebody found Ryan Hartman's Venmo information, and Twitter did the rest. Now I don't have the updated tally as to how much money has uh, been sent to Ryan Hartman, but I would imagine it's more than enough to uh, to pay for that fine, which for NHL players is like paying a $5 ticket, um, a parking ticket. Like for us, that, that would be the equivalent of, uh, of Hartman and this $4,200 fine. So he would have been able to pay it regardless, but... Minnesota Wild fans loved seeing that type of um, of energy and of just pure, like, we're not putting up with your particular brand of nonsense. Uh, they just love seeing that kind of stuff so much to where, um, you know, a, they donated in mass to, uh, to Ryan Hartman's Venmo account, sent him, you know, 10 bucks here. Um, five bucks here, just, just a ton of money. And, you know, this is, this is where the good comes out of this type of situation. Uh, just for the fact that, you know, fans are so passionate that uh, they wanted to make sure that, um, for Hartman having Kirill Kaprizov's back, that, um, that fans had his back. Uh, Hartman is going to take the money that was sent to him via Venmo and he's going to donate it to a charity. How much better can this situation possibly get? Uh, well, I'll tell you. Now, if you're not familiar with the entirety of the Evander Kane story, uh, there are a lot of layers to it. And so basically what I will say is that uh, Evander Kane has done some things uh, in his playing career that led to him being uh, let go by the San Jose Sharks. Had to do with gambling, had to do with uh, some some relationship issues with his, uh, his now ex-wife. She donated to Ryan Hartman's Venmo account as well. 200 bucks uh, to uh, Ryan Hartman's Venmo for his fine for hitting... Evander Kane, and for uh, for giving him the bird, it 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 cannot get more full circle than that. And so, as much fun as I had watching the Wild on the ice, watching them throttle the uh, the Oilers once again, and uh, as Michael Russo noted in the Athletic, um, in his write up for the Athletic, the Wild have just been. There, there is not another team, save the teams that have been bad for stretches, that the Wild have dominated like they have the Edmonton Oilers. And I, it's just it gets to the point where it's like they lick their chops every time the Oilers are on the schedule. And so as much fun as that was to watch, Kevin Fiala do his thing and, and, and all the other stuff that we talked about yesterday in recapping the game. The Venmo angle was so unexpected and just having 
Kane's ex-wife donate to it as well was just a cherry on top that I don't think anybody was expecting. You know, we've seen this happen before where a player gets suspended or fined and you may see a you may see a GoFundMe set up or something like that from fans to try to, you know, help recoup some of that. But then the player usually donates it and Hartman is going to in this case, which just further solidifies the point of how awesome of a player he is for this team. But then to have Evander Kane's wife donate as well, that was just <laughs> that was just too that that was just such a rich ending to that um, situation that I I had to bring it up and had to get everybody up to speed. So um, next up for the Wilds is a game against the Dallas Stars, a team that has had some good success against the Minnesota Wild here this season, and it looks as though there's going to be some roster juggling for the Wild uh, coming into this one. So we'll take a look at who could potentially be playing where uh, when we come back here on Locked on Wild. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. Dallas Stars on the schedule here for the Wild, and after Minnesota uh, throttled in the first matchup of the year, 7-2, the Stars have won the last two games by a score of 7-4 and 6-3. It sounds as though, at least according to the uh, most recent updates from Michael Russo, that Jordan Greenway is not traveling with the team, which is a concern. Um, But it sounds as though Nick Delorier will... And so there's hope that he will be able to come back, but it sounds as though Greenway will not be able to. And so uh, Dean Evason alluding to uh, that the Wilder are going to need to, quote, get a guy for the road trip, which Russo speculated at the time could maybe mean signing Ben Myers, but with that ship having sailed, it likely means that uh, there's going to be a call-up um, to uh, to assist the Wilds, um, and I'm sure that'll be announced tomorrow. But let's just assume, because he's the guy that has had the most experience of the guys down in Iowa, let's just assume that it's Connor Dewar that, uh, that gets the call. Here are some potential options for the Wilds to look at with their line combinations. So you have... The you have the Greenway Felino Erickson line minus Jordan Greenway. You have the four fourth line guys of potentially Nick Delorier, Tyson Jost, Brandon Duhame, and Nick Bugstad. I wonder if the Wilds try to maybe get Tyson Jost a look at second-line center. Now, he played second-line wing with uh, Matt Boldy on the shelf, but with Boldy back, maybe they give him an opportunity to see if he can center that uh, second line. Uh, Jost looked good as a wing, playing with uh, Kevin Fiala when Matt Boldy was out. Um, The reason I start with that is because Freddie Goudreau being a little more of 
a defense-oriented option, but certainly is having a sensational season offensively. Um, he's also versatile enough to play wing as well, in addition to center. So maybe you go that route, and then your fourth line can uh, consist of potentially Nick Delorier, Nick Bugstead, and Brandon Duhame, which has worked um, in the couple of instances that that line was, was used with Jost up top. Um, you could go that route, or if Delorier is not able to play, then you just go Duhame, Bugstead, Dewar, and um, you elevate Jost and uh, maybe move somebody to that, uh, that Eriksonek and Felino line. That'd be one of the ways that I would look at because I don't know if what we've seen now, not sure if Jost would be a fit on the grief line uh, to try to assist with uh, what, what they're trying to do um, on any given night. Now, what we've also seen is Brandon Duhame elevated to that grief line to fill the greenway spot. We've seen that used previously this year. So maybe that's a route that the Wild decide to go. And then your third or your fourth line could be Nick Delorier, Nick Bugstad, Tyson Jost, or Connor Dewar. Um, th- those are both options. I guess me personally, I would like to see Tyson Jost get a chance to center Fiala and Boldy. Um, not to not to throw too much credence to the potential breakup of that line, which has been so good. But I think Goudreau or Duhame are a better fit with the fourth line or with the grief line than Nick Bugstad um, would be. So I would like to keep Bugstad on the fourth line uh, and put somebody else on that grief line, Freddie Goudreau or Brandon Duhame. Let one of those guys do that. And then if it is Goudreau, move Jost up. If it's Duhame, then move Jost to a wing. Um, the nice thing is, is that, you know, the Kaprizov line is set. And if the Wild do elect to keep the uh, Fiala line intact, I totally get that because that line's playing really good uh, here recently. And so those are the potential options that we see. Um, it It's going to be interesting to see which route the Wild go here uh, going up against this Dallas team. Now, this also will be the... I believe the first time that uh, the Stars will have had a chance to see the Minnesota Wilds with some of their new additions uh, because that last matchup against Dallas, if I recall correctly, was before the trade deadline. And, of course, of course I'm wrong. Uh, it actually was, um, or actually, no, I was right the first time. So the last Dallas matchup was on March 6th. That was just before the trade deadline. Capo started in that game, and uh, the Wild lost 6-3. to So this will be the first time that the Stars 
get a chance to see the Wild with some of their new additions. If Nick Delorier makes it into the lineup, Jacob Middleton will be in the lineup. And um, no word yet on which goalie will start. But at this point, um, the numbers for both goalies have been sensational um, over the uh, the last several games. Cam Talbot, 10-0-2 in his last 13 appearances with a 2.23 goals against average and a 9.22 save percentage. Marc-Andre Fleury is 4-1 with the Wilds with a 2.44 goals against average and a 9.26 save percentage. So a couple of those things that let the Wild down against the Stars in their last matchup, the goaltending and the defense, going to be better in this one. And you've got a couple of lines that are clicking once again. And Kirill Kaprizov has um, just, he's brought it the whole year, but it seems like he's bringing a little extra here recently. And uh, the Boldy, uh, Fiala, and Goudreau line has picked up their performance again here uh, recently. The the big question is going to be, can the Wilds find a way to crack Jake Ottinger, who has, especially in the second half, just completely taken over the uh, the lion's share of the starts for the Stars in net. So, you know, you had Braden Holtby, but um, this is Edinger's net, and he just continues to uh, to look really good for this Stars team. Um, in the second half of the season, post-All-Star break, uh, he has 24 of the 30 starts for the Stars and has gone 15-8-1 in those games. Uh, you have Scott Wedgwood, who was, uh, was acquired from New Jersey. He's been good in, uh, in his starts. And you got Braden Holtby, who has had started two games since uh, Scott Wedgwood was acquired. So if it is Edinger that starts, uh, the Wilds just need to continue to attack as they have. They were just relentless against Mike Smith and the Oilers. Keep that going. Keep that intensity going. And uh, hopefully the Wilds can uh, pick up a huge game against the Stars. Dallas is uh, starting to... Starting to lose grounds on the uh, the top of the division, uh, with the Wild and Blues both tied with 96 points. Um, Nashville is closest with 89, but the Stars with 88 points and 73 games played. So the Wild have a game in hand on them too, and so a loss for the Stars would put them 10 full points behind the Minnesota Wilds uh, in the standings. And that's just not something that they need at this point. So looking for a uh, another strong effort, hopefully from the wild here. And it's just, it would be nice to get some level of revenge against any of the trio of Nashville, St. Louis, and Dallas. Because It seems like all three have had the wild's number this year. So let's see if we can trim that tide and uh, take it in a different direction against the stars here tonight. And that will wrap it up for today's episode of Locked on Wild. So now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you head over to Locked on Sports Minnesota. Check out the Ron Johnson Show. Make sure you subscribe to get all of the latest on all of your favorite Minnesota sports teams as part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Locked on Wild is also free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. 
and on social media as well. So make sure to give us a follow on your favorite social media platforms and your favorite podcast platforms to stay up to date on all things Minnesota Wild. We do that by giving you new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.